Hello everyone, welcome to the Supportive Parent Podcast. This is your place to learn about parenting suggestions, tools, and strategies to be a supportive parent to your son or daughter who play competitive sports or anything at an elite level. So excited to have you here with us. My name is George Zink. I'm a former ATP player, coach, and now a parent of elite athletes. Okay, let's get started. I want to start today with talking about how to handle certain situations at tournaments and how, how that can affect us as parents and as coaches. So I'd like to ask George, kind of tell us a little bit about, he was in a situation, he was with his daughter at a tennis tournament. And as we all know that tennis tournaments can get heated, the competitive juices can come out. So we were really talking about kind of what happened and kind of, we can have George give us a scenario of kind of what went on and, and what we can learn from this situation at the tournament. So George, why don't you bring us up to date on what happened and, and kind of share the, the situation with us. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching um, my daughter play and she was up 5-2 in the first set and she made a call on the, on the wide uh, sideline. And what I thought was a fair call, my daughter showed the mark, it was a couple inches out. And the other girl didn't think it was out. They called an umpire. The umpire agreed with my daughter's call. But from there, uh, the match kind of took a life of its own. And my daughter's opponent, at least in my opinion and my daughter's opinion, started trying to get revenge. Felt like there was about seven calls from that point on that were either close or not very close that were called out. And I guess here's what, you know, kind of what I want to talk about is how I handled it. And now, you know, a week out, how I wish I would have handled it. So basically what happened was I looked at my daughter and I said, look, you need to get an umpire. And at that point, the you know, opponent's dad started getting involved. And then he and I started kind of had him, having words. You know, and then I said a few cho- un, you know, choice words that I probably don't want to repeat right here. And pretty angrily, you know, it just got up and walked away. And I ended up walking away, texting with my wife. And what happened was is that my wife texted me back and, you know, it was 2-2 in the second set when this happened. And, you know, the opponent started coming back and my wife texted me and said, George, you you probably should come back because, you know, Lindsay's down 4-2 now. So I I walked back and, you know, Lindsay calmed down. She ended up winning the match 7-5. But I guess the biggest thing is, is that obviously USTA rules say that, you know, parents cannot be involved. And I think we really need to teach our children how to handle the situations on their own. And we really need to stay quiet and just be a calm, supportive person. And I can tell you as a coach, it was a heck of a lot easier for me when it was somebody else's kid versus having my own child. So I, I think my, my message basically is, you know, really to, you know, whether it's meditation or what it is before the match and during the match is really not showing our anxiety, whether it's to the other parent or, you know, the best thing that we can do is really just stay calm and let the player learn, whether it's your daughter or your son or whoever it is, let them learn from the situation. Because at the end of the day, we can't control that situation. So along with that, so that's kind of what has happened and how they can control it. But can you share with us some things that you've thought of the last week and a half since talking about it that 
techniques that would help Lindsay or any player for that matter kind of handle that situation and what they should do? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that happened was that Lindsay had called a lines person probably four or five times. And a lot of these USTA tournaments, the you know umpire will come on the court for a game or two and then leave. When the umpire's on the court, you know, obviously there's no problems. But when the umpire leaves, that's when the problems arise. So I told Lindsay, finally what happened was Lindsay went to the tournament desk, the tournament referee, and said, hey, you know, I've, I've asked an umpire to come on four or five times, and they've left. And the tournament referee then put, on the, put the umpire on the court full time, which was a really a, a blessing. So basically, I told Lindsay, look, at the end of the day, do whatever you can do to keep the umpire on the court, number one. You know, if you have to keep going and getting them, then you just have to keep going and get them. Myself, you know, I learned a lot from that situation. I absolutely learned that, you know, I need to stay out of it. I really need to have it as a teaching moment for my daughter. And my anxiety and my trying to take control of the situation only made things worse. And I can see that now. And I actually decided, you know, we were really close to the court and we really didn't have any much, much options to you know, stay away from the court. So I'm really going to try to, you know, just stay there and stay calm. And again, I have meditations and I can share with you guys in future podcasts and things like that, that I use that really help you. But I think is really, you know, what is your intention prior to the match? Show what your intention is. My intention is to be an incredible, strong, patient, supportive parent. You know, that's who I want to be. And that's who I'm going to try to be during the whole match. And that's always easy to be that when your daughter or son is winning. Very difficult when you see them get cheated, somebody changes the score on them, or anything like that. That makes it tough. So just trying to be a very supportive parent with my body language, clapping a few times, not obsessively clapping, but just being there for my daughter. That's, that's so true and so very helpful. And I think that a lot of times people... We talk to kids a lot about this is like, you know, you have to practice Monday through Friday the way you want to play on Saturday. As a parent, do you think that parents should try and be that way Monday through Friday, whereas sometimes they are maybe either different where they're not involved or where they leave or they're too involved where they're constantly on the court and they're putting pressure on them during the week. So on the weekends, that hostility can come out or the players feel, hey, my dad is sitting there, but I know on the inside how he's doing. So how do you kind of develop that relationship so that Monday through Friday, develop good rapport and a good attitude for the weekend? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that the answer, what I, look, I'm my kid's coach, so I'm, I don't have a choice, but I would say the parents that aren't coaching their kids, I would say that to show up and practice, it's a great time for the parent to practice what they want. You know, I see a lot of, like I coach a lot of other kids. So, you know, the parents out on the court, you know, kind of chirping in the kid's ear the whole time the lesson's going on. You know, look, I think there's a time and a place for that, you know, things to say, things not to say, but I think the parent needs to practice being supportive parent during practices too, not just wait till Saturday to be this quiet person. I think there's a way that we can be just show with our body language and show with our words after the practice. But during the practice is just, you know, if you want to say a few words of encouragement, do it. But I think it's the more we can be present to show supportiveness, but also kind of remove ourselves from the constant verbal, 
you know, I call it chirping, you know, kind of always chirping to get our, you know, so we're teaching moments is just to show your supportive, you know, support, but not be over supportive in practice. That's so fantastic. And if people can really just try and find a way to, to be supportive and understand what their child needs, I think that that's as a parent, they're going to really be helpful moving forward. Another question along the lines of that is, how does a parent try and find out Sometimes parents push a little bit and they try to push and push and push and they don't actually know what their kid is going through or, or trying to put out maybe energy wise or thought wise as a lot of times, you know, parents, they might not have played tennis. So how do I, as a parent of an athletic player or competitive player, how do they kind of understand what their, their child is going through and how can they help them kind of push through maybe some challenges or things that come up, come up along the way? I think the number one thing is that the parent really needs to understand where the child is coming from. You know, the sport alone creates a ton of pressure, you know, because out on the tennis court, it is about winning and losing. Even though that my philosophy as a coach, we don't make it about winning and losing. We make it about the journey and and the player development piece. But I think a lot of parents are, I hate to say this, but like, you know, I know when last week, when a couple of weeks ago, when I was watching Lindsay, I mean, that was all about me. That wasn't about Lindsay. And so really kind of understand if, you know, your 12, 13, 14 year old, 15 year old is out there on the court. I think the biggest thing is making sure that they're trying their hardest and then having talks with them off the court and understanding where they're coming from and getting them to understand where you're coming from. But the whole push thing, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I mean, I think there's a certain amount of push that's good, but I think it has to be what I call a positive push and not a negative push. And I think once you start to realize that you're going to be the, you're the supporting role, we're the ones that need to support them on the day to day. And that means through the good and the bad. And and in tennis, we're going to lose a lot. You know, I always tell when Roger Federer was number one in the world, you know, and, and winning mo- a lot of the tournaments, he still lost a lot and he was number one in the world. So as a tennis player, we're going to lose a lot and we can't look at that as failure. We have to look at that as, the, as part of the journey. So I think as a parent, the push piece has to be through a positive lens. That's truly what I believe. And um, we can't be yelling or getting upset because it, it just doesn't go anywhere. So, you know, that's my take on that. So I, I just want to let everybody know that this is our first podcast, and Ben, thank you so much for being a part of it. And I just want to thank you out there for listening to our first podcast. And we're hoping to continue doing this. Uh, and Ben and I just love sharing our knowledge with you. And we're really going to focus on parenting through these podcasts because I think that, you know, as a parent, I've gone through a lot and I know that I can share a lot with you. And if you have anything that you want me to talk about, I'd love to share it. So share your comments below. But uh, again, I just want to thank you for listening. And we're going to try to keep bringing real value to the parents of competitive athletes. Please leave us any positive feedback that you have, because that really, really helps us. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Until next time, remember, parent with passion.